0: Welcome to episode 227 of the Thunder Underground podcast, Trent and Jason here, and unfortunately
1: Jack A. Harry is not with us here. I was about to say, did you what, did you like that show as a kid? I did. I always liked it, yeah.
0: I wonder if now, if you watched it, if it would actually be funnier, if it was just funny because we were kids. I mean, it was for adults, so maybe it was, I don't know. I just haven't I mean, seen that show in you, so long
1: that yeah, I could... But when you go back on all that shit, it, it, it's so corny. Cheers is like the only thing from yes, that era that, exactly. that didn't...
0: You know, that is as great now as it was then. That and Alf. Wait, just oh, of kidding. Of course. Never yeah. mind.
1: Yeah, yeah I but, tried, you know. Uh, uh, I tried rewatching Alf. Well, yeah, I, you know, that's that's that was probably it. that Some watch. of the worst acting ever. Well, the thing is, is, you know, right off the bat, we're in Tangent City. Yeah. What's wrong with this?
0: We should have named the podcast Tangent City there go. Oh, well. That's like a good name.
1: That would have worked, probably.
0: <laughs> but no, episode 227 here. Is Van Halen all about Van Halen? Well, not
1: all, but 90% about Van Halen. Every album in a row.
0: Yeah. We've started, you know, over the past, I guess, this year, throwing up some of these that we did as YouTube exclusives. We recorded this Van Halen episode in early April of 2017. So we're over two years out from it. So we're putting all these up on
1: the podcast for...
0: People that don't check out YouTube like they should.
1: That's right. That's right. And it works because we were talking. I've been listening to a ton of Van Halen lately. Yeah. Uh, all, you know, Dave era, Sammy era. I even I even rocked the Gary Sharon album. That's right. And I love that album. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, I heard David Lee Roth and Mark Marin. That guy's fucking insane. <laughs> so I just thought, well, fuck, let's, there's something we can do this week. You yeah. know?
0: All right, yeah, before we delve into that, let's mention our sponsors. Of course. Med Farm Dispensary, located right here in the beautiful Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa. So if you're in Tulsa metro area, drive over to them. Tell them that we sent you, and once you tell them that, they'll give you 10% off your order, which is great. They have a huge selection. They're always getting new stuff. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram to see... What's going on over there? They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. They are 100% locally owned. There's no outside investors. And the best part of it all is 30% of their profits are going directly to help build no-kill animal shelters.
1: Very important.
0: Yes. Very, very cool. So, like I said, you follow them on Facebook. That's MedPharm. Their website is medpharmok.com. And their Instagram is at OK, And they're located, like I said, in Broken Arrow. Just drive out Highway 51 like you're heading towards Coweta. But before you make the mistake of getting clear to Coweta, you stop at MedFarm. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Coweta. I love Dixie's Cafe in Coweta, so I go there. <laughs> and there's now a Taco Buena there, so they moved on up.
1: There is? Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, MedFarm. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Get your discount. There you go, Deb Concerts is another great sponsor of ours, bringing great shows to our area. That's right, continuously. They've been doing it for quite a while. They've brought in Saxon, they've brought in Sebastian Bach, Striper, Steelheart. I was trying to do that thing again, where it's nothing but s's, but I can't do that. I think that's as far as it gets.
1: <laughs> and um, they've got some good Tom got, Kiefer. Yeah, they've got some good ones coming too. Yeah,
0: and that's the main thing we got to talk about here. Coming up. Shortly here in just a cup, actually, next weekend, about a week and a half away, July 28th, the Midnight Devils will be here along with Rocket Science. That's a free show, and they're also asking you to bring, you know, an open I don't know how to say unopened, hopefully, it would be closed can food, you know, for a food item for food drive for homeless, all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, bring that with you. It's a free show. They, you know, they did this last year with Bisto Blanco, they're doing it again, Midnight Devils. And rocket science are both excellent live bands. So get out there. It starts at seven and it's going to be over by 10. So it's a good Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, Sunday evening where you're not out too late and still get to see some great rock and roll. Of course. And then going into September on September 13th, LA Guns are making their return to the ideal ballroom. They always put on a fantastic show. So get out there and check them out. And they've got our good friends in Grind opening that up and Grind have a brand new full album dropping next month. And their their CD release, side note, is August 10th at the Shrine. Yes. Not a DEB show, but I'm sure DEB would find with us throwing that in there. Of course. That also features, who's that feature? Scattered Hamlet,
1: Crashing and Cranes. And stellar Ascent and Driver. Yeah, there you go. Great lineup. Sorry I had to yawn there for a minute. My <laughs> apologies. All good. <laughs>
0: And then going in October, on the 19th, Last in Line makes their Tulsa debut. They've been in Oklahoma before, but not here in Tulsa. They'll be at the Ideal Ballroom, and Fist of Rage will be opening that one up. So that will be excellent. Vivian Campbell, by the way, if you didn't know, was on this podcast just one week ago. Hell yes. Very cool interview with him. Great dude, so go check that one out if you have not. And then also, just announced here since our last podcast... November twenty third, Vixen, and the Iron Maidens, are rolling into the Ideal Ballroom along with Down for Five. And how cool is that? We finally, finally get to see Iron Maidens. I've always wanted to see them. Never have. been real
1: curious. See how how that goes. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. If you're not familiar with them, Nita Strauss, who is Alice Cooper's guitarist, came from that band. And of course, they're an all-female tribute band to Iron Maiden. Vixen, of course, is a great band from back in the era you need to check out and down for five is of course a great band here from the Tulsa area so yeah all these great shows are coming to the Ideal barroom. Eddie Trunk will be hosting these shows I'm not sure I don't think he's hosting the Midnight Devil show but he is the other ones yeah if I'm wrong on that excuse me but <laughs> regardless get out there check all these out and any of these shows like the LA Guns one last in line Iron Man's hit up the opening act, whether it be Down for Five or Fist of Rage or Grind, you'll get a discount on your tickets, you'll save service fees, and that helps them out as well. Before we get into Van Halen, let's play some music. Let's do it. We're just going to go, you know, just kind of out of left field here. You know, we're not playing, we, we talked about playing Van Halen, but then we thought, you know, what if, you know, Eddie Van Halen's the type of person that would sue us. (laughs) <laughs> you know, other bands, we think we could get away with it, but I don't think we could with Eddie. Yeah, So we're going to actually go a different route and we're going to play a band out of Finland right now. This band is called King of None. And this song is Frog Palace. Frog Palace from King of None. That's from their brand new EP that came out in May called Weightless Waters. It's actually their third EP. Check these guys out. Like I said, they're out of Finland. Very cool to hear. You know, their their bio mentions the word psychedelic, stoner, yes. progressive, and you hear all that stuff. Yeah, stoner prog. Yeah, you hear all that stuff in all these songs. You hear it in that song. Killer opening riff, like you mentioned the first time we listened to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: great riff. And And that's where it starts, really. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I love the vocals, you know, they're just kind of dirty and raw and it fits well with that style of music and it's also got a lot of intricacies to it. So yeah, check these guys out and check that EP out and tell King of None that we sent you. You know, Finland always produces some great metal just like everywhere up in that
1: area of the world does. Yeah, I mean, Scandinavian metal is one of the best kind of metals. That's
0: true. The best kind of
1: metals. It's a tough alloy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of Finland... Didn't you say that band that's opening for Metallica from Finland?
1: Yeah, Bacasa, I think yeah. it's is a oh, fuck. Or we could be wrong. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't I mean, even said that. Yeah. But I still haven't checked them out. But, but they're either. great. It's stoner yeah. punk, and like <laughs> I was telling you earlier, if that's definitely two words that describe it.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I'll mean, definitely check that.
1: Guy, those guys yeah, out. I liked it. I finally checked them out.
0: Yeah, it's cool. You know, to see, you
1: know, a band like an unknown band like that getting a yes, slot. A big you know, slot. know, opening that's a big up boost. for yeah.
0: Basically the biggest metal band in the world on a exactly. stadium tour of Europe. You know, you can't get a better tour than that as a band, you know. But so, random note before we jump into some Van Halen. I mentioned earlier on that Vivian Campbell was on here last week. And that story, that episode, sorry, got picked up as a story by Blabbermouth. So if you haven't seen that as well, go check that out. They picked up the the bit where he's talking about Jeff Pilson, possibly producing the third album. So, there you go.
1: That's awesome that uh, we got picked up again. Yeah. That's great. You did good work. Oh, well, thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you. I just looked it up, Kasa is from Trondheim, Norway.
0: Oh, so we're way off. was But we're I was in, way, yeah. Scandinavian. You're right yeah. about
1: that. Well, I corrected I corrected myself, so we're good.
0: Yeah, all right. So, it really wasn't related to King of None in Finland, but <laughs> in a roundabout way, because it's that area of the world, right? There you go. Where, like you said, all those countries produce fantastic. Man. Yes. Yes, they do. Well, speaking of fantastic, Van Halen could pretty much be described as that for the majority of their career. That's right. There's some, there were some down points, but we'll what get was, into that. What was a
1: down point for you? I, I can't remember what you said on here. I think for shock value, I ripped
0: on 1984. Just, oh, okay. I get that. Just well, to kind of get, get under bit. people's skin, like CJ yeah. McClellan and. <laughs> uh, who else? Andy Papadopoulos. You know, those people just to like, you know, but anyway, because I, I always, here's my thing. I Like I said, this came out in April of 2017, yeah. so I don't remember what the fuck was said. Yeah, I know. But one who thing knows? that always bugged me was <clears throat> the people who are detractors of the Sammy era would always say, you know, it's not the same thing. It became too poppy and, you know, sense and all this shit. And I'm like, did you not listen to fucking 1984, mm, like yeah. fucking Jump? Did you not hear I'll wait? You yeah. know, it's like, where is this coming from? You know, which I'll wait's a fucking amazing song. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Graham. I remember at Rock, Oklahoma, when we were drunk, he said that's his favorite
1: Van Halen song. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and we don't, we don't bag on the synthy. Uh, well, I don't think we do. Again, I don't know what I said. This I is went through a period years ago. where I hated
0: Jump. I literally hated the song. Really? But now I don't, you know, now if I hear it, I'm not going to change the channel. But It's
1: a great song. Man. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think I was just doing that for shock value. I don't
1: know. You do that sometimes, I've noticed. Yeah.
0: Just to try to get people to
1: interact. Just saying.
0: Yeah. So, usually when we've done these re-release type things of the Every Album in a Rose, we've, a couple of them, there's been new music. Obviously, there hasn't from Van Halen. Not really much to talk about that's happened in the last couple years, except, you know, every month or so, there'll be some blabbermouth story where someone interviewed Sammy or Dave or something. Yeah they ask him that dumbass question you know and it's like i still kind of have always thought that the sammy reuniting would happen because it would be a way better tour but then again i think at this point if they were going to do it just for the cash in value they would do it with dave and michael anthony so it's the first time the original four have been together since 1984 well i don't i mean i wouldn't go to it probably i mean i might just because it's the four original ones but you know i don't want to see dave lee roth live
1: yeah, I, you know, I, I've always been more akin to the Sammy Hagar era and I saw that, so I'm good. Yeah. Good.
0: Like you said, so you've been listening to him pretty heavy. And, yes. You I know, have. we we both like the Gary Sharon album. I mean it, it had its dirt it had its detractors and but I mean, obviously it's like when you get on a third singer, you know,
1: people are gonna bitch regardless. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, with that third album, I don't know if I said this, uh, you know, two years ago, but just listening to it again, you know, Without You is like seven minutes long. That doesn't need to happen, <laughs> uh, you know, it, and that's the thing about about Van Halen 3. Yeah, we had a new singer, but also the songs were a little meandering at yeah. times. It's almost um, had a St. Anger vibe. If you, huh? if you write an epic song, fine, but you're just writing, you know, just kind of a, a feel good rock song like Without You. You know, it went on way too long. It should have been four minutes and 11 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. And we got to stop with the Without You. There's so many songs called Without You. I'm sure we, you know, anyways, I'm going to shut up. Can Zen Hipster have one? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, <laughs> goddamn.
0: <sighs> anyways, next. All right. So, yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, there's not much here to add to this. Yeah. There's that video where Dave Lee Roth knocks on the hotel door of the dudes playing Van Halen. you see that?
1: Yeah, I I saw that, and they didn't know he was. Yeah. Whatever. Well, well, it's not not Dave Lee Roth's fault. It's those those guys' fault for being stupid. Right. That's exactly right. I know it is. All right.
0: (laughs) Well, let's get into this, then. Here is the re-release of, you know, I guess, well, we didn't really preface this which we, I'm sure we do in here, but, you know, I probably cut this out, you know, it into this thing, so yeah. I'm not playing all the extra crap at the beginning, but every album in a row, if you've never listened to these, we just basically, yeah. both of us separately listen to the band's entire catalog in order, and then talk about it in order, about how it progressed, how shit changed over time, and then just talk a little bit about each album, what our favorite stuff is, all that great stuff. You know, we skip live albums and greatest hits and all that. Mm. And of course, Van Halen's got a pretty huge catalog. So this was a fun one. Yeah, it was. So here you go. Van Halen, every album in a row. Dan Halen has 12 albums, 133 songs we listed, (laughs) listened to, starting with Running With The Devil. Yeah. So, I said running, sorry. It should be running with an apostrophe after (laughs) it. Running With The Devil kicked it off. I mean, nothing, there's nothing new, you know, on this album, you know, nothing's going to jump out at you probably that you hadn't heard because we've all heard this a million times. Yes. This is another one of those... Things we talked about, like Appetite or Blizzard or Mm -hmm. Vulgar or the Black Album that everybody pretty much has probably at some point in their life.
1: Has and has memorized.
0: Right. But one thing that always, you know, I thought was cool that jumps out is that when you think of Van Halen, generally the first thing that comes to mind is Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And then you go to the vocalists. Yeah. But the first song in their first album opens with bass. Yeah. So that's always kind of cool to, to kick off this whole thing, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, to Michael Anthony. Right.
0: <laughs> but this album is similar to like we talked about with Blizzard of Oz. It's like listening to the classic rock station. It really is. From, from start to finish. I mean, there's two or three songs that weren't really radio songs, but even those kind of later in time started getting rotation as well. Yeah. But Ain't Talking About Love is one of my favorite Van Halen songs of all time. It's absolutely amazing.
1: This thing's just, just full of great songs. What can you say? I mean, and you've got to think, I mean, unless, I mean, you know, stop me if, if I'm wrong. Okay, but, you're wrong. Oh, Jesus. Already. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> it, it's, this is one of the first bands, records, whatever. I mean, it really kind of, I mean, this is kind of the first, you know, Shred kind of thing you're seeing, really. Right. I mean, don't you think? Yeah. And, you know, just that overdrive, and it was such a groundbreaking album. Um, and, you know, it hadn't really been done like that before, I don't think. Um, so that to me was, you know, stood out about this album and this band. Um, I echo what you just said. I mean, every song is a hit, you know, it's a staple. Um, I'm with you on Ain't Talking About Love. I think it's one of their greatest songs out of any of the eras. And, you know, I love I'm the One. That was kind of one that's not played as much. I really love that song. Uh, so, I mean... Did you love the Four Blondes cover from the Airhead soundtrack? I did. I almost yeah. thought of bringing that up. And I'm <laughs> glad you did. I-, I thought they did a great cover of that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah,
0: and I always thought it was cool because... <laughs> I remember when that came out, that. At that point, you rarely ever heard anybody cover Van Halen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's probably because people didn't want to mess with it. I mean, there's certain guitarists that can do it, but, you know, and they picked a, you know, like you said, a, a deeper track. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Which, you know, made it smarter on their part too. Like, like you said, the, the shred aspect and everything. I mean, the second track on this album is a guitar solo. Well, yeah. I mean, there you go. Yeah. And it's. You know now one of the most famous guitar
1: solos of all time. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's instantly recognizable. And again, you know, we're on the guitar thing, the solo thing. Uh, it's one of the first times you ever heard like two handed tapping and all that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's
0: just. I mean, were there? You know, I can't remember. Were there people doing that before him?
1: Uh, I don't know, and there's always a hot he's debate on that. You know, credited on that. Yeah, there's always a, a big debate, and we don't need to get into that, but. It's one of the first, you know, we can say that. So we'll just go with that. and right. uh, You know, it just pioneering all the way around.
0: Yeah, and just like every single song has a great guitar solo. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious throughout. Well, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, yeah, we're <laughs> going to be able to... We could say that about this entire catalog, probably. You know, because I want to mention that at some point. Even at times when it got a little eh, it's still not really eh because... The guitar works so fucking great. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But later in the album, you hear Feel Your Love Tonight. And one thing I thought about when I was listening to it this time is that that kind of foreshadows what's to come. Yeah. You know, because it was a little different than the rest of the songs. It was a little more, you know, what's the right word? It wasn't poppy, but it was a little more.
1: Happier? Radio rock happier. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it just, it foreshadows what was to come, I think. Yeah, definitely. And what was to come was Van Halen 2. And this one's more straight ahead, I think. When you listen to it, right after listening to the first one, it's more straight ahead, just kind of hard rock, straight Mm -hmm. through. You know, there's none of the Ice Cream Man or even, you know, Janie's Crying or stuff where it's a little more, you know, what's the right word on that either, but it's. It, it almost darker maybe overall yeah but it it still fits well with the with the first one flows well and it's just as
1: good you know for Dan- the most part dance the night away is not darker
0: well yeah but <laughs> that you know that was their first uh big hit actually yeah like i'd read that the other day whenever i was doing you know really putting this stuff together i didn't remember that but like you know, all this stuff became huge, you know, later, and this stuff was successful from the first album, but Dance the Night Away was the first song that charted.
1: Yeah. Okay. At least in like the top 20 or so. <clears throat> I love Beautiful Girls from that album. Love yeah. that song. That's another one that's a little. Yeah. A little happier, but I still love right. that song.
0: But stuff like DOA and Bottoms Up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, all these are like deeper Van Halen tracks that. You know, because this one, obviously, you name the two. Those are probably the only two real radio hits mm-hmm. from that album. Yeah. You know, so when you compare it to the, fir- the first one, it kind of, that's whenever. So, maybe those weren't, ra- I don't know. You know, I'm talking to my ass now. I don't know if those are radio hits when it came out. <laughs> They're radio hits now. Yeah. Because you know, that's how a lot of this stuff works, you know, with bands like this. Is, you know, we talked about Guns N' Roses stuff. Some of these songs weren't really hit singles when they came out, but they later on. Became like radio staples. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean overall I think two. Is. You know a great album just like one. But obviously one's a little bit better. Mm
1: -hmm. I agree. I agree.
0: And then you flow into women and children first. And. This is the best album with David on it. In my opinion. You think. Yeah. I'll say. I I like it better than Van Halen one. And I know a lot of people. I think that's crazy. But there you go.
1: All hate mail directed to you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though, because In the Cradle Will Rock and Everybody Wants Some, those are great fucking songs. Yeah. You know, I mean, memorable as hell. Good stuff. Uh,
0: but, and, I mean, uh, this album just fucking rocks from start to finish. Yeah. You know, Fools is such a great song. Romeo, Delight. And in, that, in a simple rhyme, is just, I completely forgot about this song because yeah. it's another one It's a deep track. I haven't listened to this album in forever. I haven't yeah. listened to a lot of Dave deep tracks and forever really. And that just jumped out at me as being one of, that was one of my favorite things that I like kind of rediscovered doing this. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, women and children first had one of the coolest things on there. You know, have you seen juniors grades? <laughs> I love that. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this is just a, a solid, solid as hell. All killer, no filler, perfect rock, hard rock album. There I mean, go. just like the first one is as well. But, yeah. And even the second one. Well, the fourth album, Fair Warning, they pumped these albums out, by the way, if yeah, you didn't it's know. Like
1: one after the other, like yeah. year after year, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the
0: first one was 1978, and then, yeah, and then 79, 80, 81, mm-hmm. 82. I think the only gap was between Diver Down and 84. Yeah. It was a two-year gap. Yeah. Right? But yeah, Fair Warning came out, and I guess... Uh, 82 or 81, and this is the first, in my opinion, this is the first point you notice signs of (laughs) non-perfection,
1: if that makes sense. I don't know.
0: I'm not going to say there's anything bad about it, but it's just not as good as the previous three But it's got one of the best fucking, I mean, Unchained. Yeah. God, you know? Yeah, that's another one of my favorite Van Halen songs ever. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But overall... It's not near as good as the
1: three albums before it. Yeah, well true. Mean Street though, that was badass.
0: Yeah. Unchained, Mean Street, so this is love are all three great songs. Other than that, I just kinda I don't dislike it, I just kinda like, eh. <laughs> but then when you go in a diver down, that's where it becomes eh.
1: Eh. Yes.
0: This is an album I'll probably never listen to again in its entirety.
1: <laughs> After this I mean but I mean Where Have All The Good Times Gone Has always been a great song though Right That's a good moment On the album I guess You could yeah. say
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean this was I don't know It had what At least three covers on it I think It's just one of those I kind of look at it As one of those Here slap this shit together And get an album out You know To put product out it Type could, of albums It could have been You never know <laughs> I could be wrong I love the title though because, you know, they slapped the, the scuba logo on there. Yeah, you know that Diver Down's really probably not about scuba diving. <laughs> anyway.
1: Might be diving for something else. But anyways.
0: Hey, this is DLL we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you know it's about something else. Yep.
1: So. Yep. I, I mean, mean, oh, pretty woman and dancing in the street. I mean, we all jammed those out on the radio back in the day. I mean, come on. Yeah. And God, and back in the day, it was still back in the day. But anyways. <laughs>
0: And happy, you love Happy Trails, too, don't you? Um, <laughs> uh, that have been so, a... we had 1984. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say Dancing in the Street is cool, yeah. but do you like Bowie and Mick Jagger's better? Or no? Um,
1: I think I'll go with Bowie and Jagger. Really? You know? You kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going to bring this song and some other songs back up here in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I've got reasoning in my head. That's like, fine. You know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but then we go into what many people love, but is another, like, meh. Yeah?
1: 1984. I don't know. Is it eh? I mean... No,
0: there's some great points, but Jump... Jump,
1: Panama, Drop Dead Legs, Hot for tea. Come
0: on. If I ever hear Jump again in my life, it'll be too soon. Oh, God. This is my... Least favorite Van Halen song. Something I want to say about this record. Not my least favorite Van Halen song.
1: Something I want to say about this record. And, uh, you know, from what my memory serves me, was telling me, um, I was very young at the time, but just over reading about it over the years, it seemed like everybody was, a lot of people were pissed because there's more keyboards and stuff.
0: That's what I. But, but I don't asking, understand
1: I sh- that because okay, there's like two or three songs at Keyboard, but the rest of it, Panama Hot for Teacher, yeah, you know, Drop Dead Legs. I mean, come on. I mean, those are just classic hard rock yeah, songs. I right? mean, what 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 the fuck are you people bitching about? It's the same people that bitch about you know, fuck whatever. I don't know. It's just I don't I don't understand that kind of stuff.
0: Like, well, this is another one that's just like listening to the classic rock station again. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah it is it really is
0: and I mean Drop Dead Legs is another song that's one of my favorite dealer era or any era of Van Halen songs mm-hmm. and the thing about Drop Dead Legs is you can totally hear you could totally heard that on the next album like that's like a perfect song that yes. Sammy could have sung yeah, and you can is. hear the way it's sung it really the phrasing is. and yeah. everything sounds like it almost sounds like it would have been mm-hmm. a Sammy song you know, there's most, a lot of Dave's stuff where it's, it doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I said, eh, and I just say that because I just... Jump pisses me off, and it pisses me off because when I get in arguments with people about who's better between Sam, you know, Sammy and Dave, and those people always bring up... I guess I'm jumping ahead now, but... No. <laughs> well, I, no, we're about to get to that point. Our shit would do whatever we want. <laughs> right? People's argument is always when not always, but a lot of times is that when it became to Sammy, you know, they became more poppy or radio friendly and shit like this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like two or three songs, maybe. But have you not heard jump? Have you not heard I'll wait? Have yeah. you not heard dancing in the street or no beautiful shit. girls? Yeah. I'm the like, same. I, know. I understand, I know. you know, how, you know, love walked in or, What's the other one from OU812? How can... Oh, God. The one that sounds just like Love Walked In. (laughs) The other big ballad. When It's Love. Yeah, When It's Love. Yeah. You know, I understand. Those are the, you know, those are different. Yeah. You know, those are just power ballads. And Van Halen wasn't doing that. So, yeah, you got it there. But still, come on. I mean, Jump is just glorified synthesizer 1984 bullshit.
1: With a badass solo over it. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, how did they, you know, I know I've seen, it's been forever since I've watched early era Van Halen live, you know, recordings. How did they do that
1: live back then? I don't know. I'm sure it's just YouTube.
0: Was it it just, I wonder if it was just recorded synthesizers.
1: I have no idea.
0: Because that was the great thing about when Sammy came along. Yeah, He would. Be, he could play those guitar solos while Eddie played the Yeah, keyboard. because
1: Sammy is a badass guitar player.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. All right. Well, we're basically, I mean, we're talking about 84 and Sammy, and here we are, 5150 is the next album. Yeah. And, I mean, I think when we're talking about mm-hmm. every album in a row and they flow together, I mean, even going from Dave to Sammy, It still just sounds like Van Halen. It
1: does. It really does. And this ushers in my favorite era of Van Halen, as I know it's yours. We've both caught a lot of shit for it over the years, and we both don't give a fuck. Right. You know, it's when they, you know, the songs got better, the performances got better, the scene got better. They had a a rock front, man, not some goddamn lounge act from Las Vegas. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I said it. And I just... And, I, and 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 I've got some and, and that'll come up later anyways but I mean this was this was my Van Halen this is when I got into them really hard um, this is you know they sounded the best to me um, and I I don't know maybe I can't explain it that's just when that's just what grabbed me so uh, I'm you know loyal to this era yeah uh, I love Sammy Hagar you know I love all of the solo stuff. I love anything he does. I love, you know, how he's got all kinds of shit going on. I'm just a big Sammy fan. so, you know, and and this album, I think, is his favorite. This is my favorite, you know, Sammy era album. Um, I just fell in love with this record when I first heard it. This is my favorite Van Halen album of any. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's what I'd say, too, definitely. I mean, it never lets up. You know, good enough. Why can't this be love? I mean, it just, the summer nights come on, man. Yeah. That is one of the coolest fucking, just uplifting, you know, just feel good hits of the fucking century. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I just, I could, I could listen to that song 15 times in a row and not get tired of it. I really could. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I
0: can listen to this album nonstop forever. Yeah. You know, I love it that much. Every That's single song. both
1: worlds? Goddamn.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on. That probably, you know, it's debatable. Like, most of these bands were doing all these from. That's probably my favorite Van Halen song. Okay. But, you know, Why Can't This Be Love is so great because it's like a ballad disgu- disguised as a hard rock song. Because it's like... <laughs> It's got all the makings of a power bell. and when you hear the title of it, you think, oh, yeah, that's one of those ballads, but then you listen to it again, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking just another rock song. Yeah. You know? And then... But, yeah, just every single track. Get Up, Dreams, 5150.
1: I like Cabo Wabo. That's a great but, fucking song.
0: But that's on... Uh,
1: that's on 0812. Oh, shit. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> I was looking at the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Well... Love Walks In, like
0: I kind of mentioned earlier, is the first true, like, here's a love, you know, power ballad from mm-hmm. Van Halen. So, you know, that it did kind of usher in a new thing. But at the same time, this album is just a perfect depiction of hard rock in 1986. It definitely was. Opinion. And I, just like you, everything you said about Sammy, I agree with all of it. Yeah. And I think... You know, when you talk about Dave, there's no denying this guy's one of the greatest, you know, stage presences. You know, I pluralize that. He's one of the greatest front men there ever was. But he gets a little cheesy at times, which drops him down, you know, from yes, the... He does. From the Freddie Mercury or Robert Plant, you know, level yeah. greatness. But, I mean, he's... In his time and his prime... You know, he was untouchable if you take away the corniness of just his stupid jokes, you know, not not saying he was corny, you know, as a singer or whatever, but Sammy is a totally different thing because, you know, he he was, you know, that was the other thing, you know, they brought in someone who was already a megastar, mm-hmm. you know, he had huge success as a solo artist and with Montrose and, and they would even do Sammy songs live. Yeah. I dug that. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I remember they did uh, Where Eagles Fly and Only One Way to Rock. mm mm-hmm. I feel like something else one time. Uh, they, some. they did uh, Can't rush 55. I know they've done that. Oh, did they? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's another thing that a lot of people, especially bands like that, don't do. Yeah, but, true. True. But yeah, and then he brought to the live show that totally other presence because he could play guitar and not just play it. Play it well enough to play Eddie Van Halen parts. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, if you're able to do that, then... That's pretty awesome. You know what the fuck you're doing. You like. don't suck.
1: <laughs> right. Try to do that, Dave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, 5150 to OU812. Now we
1: can talk about Cabo Wabo. Right. Sorry about that. No. Brain fart.
0: See, I say 5150 is my favorite album, but I love this one almost as much. It's just these two albums just... Flow perfectly together. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, the 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 only thing that jumps out, kind of when we talked about keyboards earlier, is mine. Mine all mine opens this thing up, and it yes. has, it has a real eighties sounding influence to the the way the keyboards are. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like you know, way more than anything on fifty one fifty. And it was different than even what we're talking about with like jump and synthesizer stuff. I'm like, it had that kind of Kenny Loggins feel to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those, all those Top Gun kind of, you know, feel good movies. Yeah. Like you hear this song start and you think, oh, this is, this was a big hit on a soundtrack back in 1988. Yeah. But even though it wasn't.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. But
0: I mean, it still kicks ass. And I mean, like you said, Cabo this whole album is just as good as 5150 in my opinion.
1: I, I I've got to talk about Finish What You Started. Yeah. I love that song. And I thought that was a, it taught me that you can still be you or you, a band can still be a band and do something a little different, you know? Yeah. And it still, you know, they kind of had, they kind of had a, almost a country chicken picking thing going on and they still sound like Van Halen. Yeah. You know? Um. So I, I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed that song. I, always have, always will.
0: Yeah. And Sammy's got an awesome version on his, uh, Album Light Roast from a couple years ago.
1: There you go. There you Which go. It's a
0: fantastic album by Yes, me.
1: it is. It really is.
0: Whenever I was uh, 13 or so, I thought Black and Blue was the greatest song I ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, you can have sex until you're bruised? That's amazing.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about sex and you being 13. I'm just, just telling you, just that's, that's, that was right in, over that.
0: that was in my head. Oh, God. But then, you know, like you said, they did something different with Finish What You Started. Then, A.A. A, a Political Blues yeah is another one there that did something totally different. Yeah. Like, you know? And then Sammy's singing this thing, and it doesn't sound like someone just being corny and singing a blues song. He sounds like a fucking blues singer. Why? Because Sammy Hagar <laughs> yeah.
1: kicks ass. Yeah, because he's Sammy Hagar. He can do that. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> then you go into... For unlawful corner knowledge. Yep. Or fuck. If there you want to get if you want to get fancy.
1: We're coming into the nineties here and yep. Uh, 1991. Know. Yep.
0: This one kicks off with another one of their greatest songs of all time. Yeah, pound cake. And then, you know, that's another one you hear when you're fourteen or fifteen, and you think, holy shit, that's amazing. This dude's playing a electric drill on a guitar, you yep. know, my head's gonna explode. Yeah, so cool.
1: I thought that was the coolest thing ever.
0: You need to bring that back.
1: Me? Yeah. What am I going to do with it? I don't know. Start making music and bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll think about it. I'll think okay. about it.
0: But this is another album that is just solid as hell.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm going to say that again on the next one, I'm sure. But, <laughs> you know, the only song, Man on a Mission, I remember, it was released as a single. And even now, it's like, I don't really care much about that song. I don't dislike it, but it's like... It could be my least favorite Sammy era song. Really? Yeah. But this whole album, I mean, Judgment Day, Run Around, Pleasure yeah. Dome, you know, and of course you got the huge hits with Right Now and Top of the World.
1: Yeah, I mean, Right Now, talk about. How, I mean, God, that was everywhere when we were kids. You yeah. couldn't get away from that shit. It yeah. was so that it seemed like they were as big as they were ever as they'd ever been at that point because that song was such a just so mainstream.
0: Yeah, it was like what on the Olympics and shit. And it was, and then it everywhere, was like everywhere, yeah. You'd see it on TV with everything, and then they and had that video big... fucking
1: video with all the socially yeah. conscious horse shit there, you know. <laughs> right. You know.
0: <laughs> Hashtag socially conscious horse shit. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm going straight to fucking hell <laughs> right? if there even is one. And it was whatever. even part of that uh Crystal Pepsi ad campaign. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that stuff tasted like fucking alligator piss. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it does now. Again, it yeah, came I'm back sure out. That's I'm why not, I haven't fucking tried I'm it. I'm not trying it. I didn't like it back then. Yeah. Oh shit. But I mean, yeah, and like right now is another song that was just different than anything else they'd ever done,
1: and it's still, and it was still him, still great. Mark of a great act, really yeah. is.
0: We'll roll it in into balance. I mean, this is where it kind of got a little bit, a little bit darker, I guess. Yeah. It's Especially, the
1: times and all that yeah. all that stuff.
0: I mean, it was a, yeah, like you said, it's the times, so it's probably the album they needed to make. And I mean, they didn't, they didn't have huge hits off it, but I remember Can't Stop Loving You and Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do yeah. got played on the radio a decent amount around here, at least.
1: Yeah, they did. And, you know, songs like Big Fat Money in Amsterdam were just, you know, fat as hell, no pun intended. Just huge, big rock songs. Yeah. Just great shit.
0: Yeah, this, I mean, this is another one straight through. See, that's the thing. I mean, the four Sammy albums, straight through, I could do that over and over. Yeah. And never need to skip anything. I'll even listen
1: to Man on a Mission again. I don't care. <laughs> Take Me Back, Deja Vu, that was yeah. a great fucking song. Yeah. God.
0: Yeah, that's the kind of song that it's a sign of the times, but if it had been a little earlier, that would have been another probably huge hit. Yeah. But yeah, this one had. Well, besides that, it had feeling and not enough. They were both ballads and both, oh, yeah, yeah. both good. And I mean, like, but like you said, yeah. I mean, the Seventh Seal and Amsterdam are both kind of dark, but Amsterdam's Amsterdam's a great song. Like I said, yeah, it sure but, is. And that guitar riff to open. Don't tell me what love can
1: do. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that shit never gets old. It never does. Never.
0: <laughs> Well, the Sammy era ended with "Humans Being,"
1: yes, which I think is one of the best songs they've ever done. I agree with that. I mean, it's it's heavy, and it's like it's like really heavy for them, but it's still them. Um, how many times am I going to say that kind of shit? Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, it's that was such a cool fucking song. The solo was awesome. You know, I like the just the real syncopated. I just I. I I fell in love with that song the minute I heard it. I was like, this. It's it, it sad. I mean, I, it's sad because, you know, you just want more. Uh, but what, what a way to go out on this song. Really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the final song of the,
1: like I said, the era. I mean, he
0: records stuff later we'll talk about, mm-hmm. but um, it was on the Twister soundtrack. And it sounds like it, it could have been something that was left over from the balance era. Yeah. But like you said, it was almost heavier and it's almost not darker but kind of mm-hmm, yeah you know because the Seven seal and that kind of stuff had darkness to it but it makes you think man if he had never left and the next album was with him what would it have done if yeah. it had been like this and you know obviously there's gonna be a couple battles thrown in but that album would have been another, I mean obviously been another great fucking <laughs> album sorry I don't have anything <laughs> elaborate to say but <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't express how great that song is. And if you don't remember, I haven't heard it. Just go on YouTube and type in "Humans
1: Being." Yeah, I, I, humans plural. I watched the video. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Does it have Twister stuff in it? No, it?
1: I picked one that did the version that didn't have Twister shit in it.
0: Okay. Rip to Bill and Listen to Humans Being. Rip. That's right. <clears throat> well, after that, shortly after that, they put out their first greatest hits album. And uh, it had two new songs on it recorded with Dave. And these Mm -hmm. were the first songs they'd done with Dave since he left in 85. And this was 96, I think, or 97. I think so. I think it was 96 because it was right before Sammy had left or right after or during that process. And those two songs were Me Wise Magic and Can't Get This Stuff No More. And I really like both these songs. I think Can't Get This Stuff No More is real classic gay, Vera van Halen sounding, yeah, without sounding dated me wise magic, you know that chorus is a little more catchy, but the song overall isn't as good, I think as that one, but I think both these songs are as probably better than anything that's on a different kind of truth, mm-hmm. but there are good songs on that we'll get to, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, did you like those two songs?
1: um, I heard them, and I don't know, I don't really remember much about them. <laughs> You know, I so hate to not be memorable? fucking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not a, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always back and forth with Dave, and and I'm always back and forth just minute to minute. I don't know. I just, minute to minute, those yeah. songs didn't stick out to me, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a dickhead move. I'm sorry. No, no hey, I, I mean that. If know. they don't stick
0: out, that's that's all you got to say. <laughs> well, two years later, they released. Van Halen 3. I'll
1: tell you this. I'll tell you this. Anything from Van Halen 3 is better than those two songs of Dave. No, that's not true. Uh, it is true. <laughs> I like Van Halen 3. I'm going to get to that. But I, I do not. too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn it, Trent. Trent. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I'm admitted before this happened, I was probably as big an extreme fan as I was Van Halen fan. Mm-hmm. And... I think when it happened, it made perfect sense. I mean, they're obviously Van Halen. They can get whoever they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're they're probably going to get a known person over some unknown guy. Yeah. So here we go. Got someone. And, you know, a lot of people bitch about it for not just because of the songs, but because of who it was. And my thing is, Gary Shrone is... Up there with the
1: greats, yeah, he in my is opinion. Very underrated,
0: yeah, and obviously, he you know, at times, you know, might think he's Freddie Mercury a little too much, but if you got the voice to back up how great you are on stage, then fucking do whatever you want,
1: yeah. And well, and that's the thing, he's a great front man and he can sing anything, he could sing the phone book, yeah.
0: And you the, know, the thing I sound about like an
1: the, American Idol judge, but he could.
0: Yeah, the thing about that is he's got the perfect voice to sing both eras of Van Halen. Exactly, because so that's why I thought it was such a good pick it, for live it, stuff. You know,
1: I'll tell you something. When I first heard about you know he was going to be the singer, I, I knew it wouldn't last. Yeah, you know I'm open to it. You're open to it, but most of the mainstream public isn't. You know, they don't want some guy from a quote unquote hair band which there really weren't, but that's what everybody thinks. And, you know, and with such, you know, monumental errors as David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, you know, I just knew it wasn't going to fly with people. Um, musically, I thought it was great. It seems sometimes, my only complaint about 3 is, it seems like sometimes they said, I could just imagine Eddie in the booth going, okay, try to sound as much like Sammy Hagar as you can right here. Yeah. You know? I noticed that at times. I didn't... I thought about that when I was listening to it and I forgot until you just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But Without You is a great song. I love one I want. You know, Dirty Water Dog. I even like Josefina. Fuck off. I liked it. Deal with it. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Yeah, like... Uh,
1: I like Ballad or mm-hmm. a Bullet. Uh, his tone is just like real just like just mean and growly and I just I just love his I love the guitar on this record I really do
0: the the stuff with from from Gary Cherone is like mean as well it's like yeah him. yeah. It I is. mean it he really had already is. you know with the last Extreme Album Hip Today you know got a little more aggressive in his singing style mm-hmm. and I mean that carried over into what you know was happening here because it blended well with like I said the mean guitars and stuff and I mean, I, I don't think this is a great album, but I think it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely worth listening to again. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know, it's been quite a while. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Other than no, it would have been cool as hell, I think, to be able to see that lineup live. I, I would think so too. I've I've listened to a bootleg before. I don't know if I've ever watched watched anything or not, but and it's he sounded fucking great on all this stuff, just like you imagine he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, what do you do? You think there's anything that could have made it? more successful if they had just like kept pushing on?
1: I, I don't know. You like never just know. said, we're
0: riding this shit out and made like two more albums and like clarity it on like 10 years or something. Uh,
1: I don't um, know, man. I, I, I That's a good question.
0: Because, you know, supposedly he quit, but I don't, I still don't believe that.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't want to say it, Cause I don't know. You know, I, I could have seen it either way. Yeah. You know? Who knows?
0: But going back to what we talked about the earlier stuff, I mean, this album, it just keeps what we're talking about here with every album in a row. It just kind of flows well out of everything Mm -hmm. else. Like when you go from, technically it was Balance was the last album. So when you go from that to this, I mean, the shit just, it's not like anything's drastic and all of a sudden you're like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. It's Eddie, Alex, and Michael Anthony, and everyone's new singer.
1: Uh, Yeah, and I mean, it's just, Like I said, his tone, there's riffs all over that record. I liked it. I liked it, so.
0: Yeah. Well, several years later after that, in 2004, they released another Greatest Hits album, like a double album this time, full of Sammy and David, but not a single song from from the Gary Strone era. (laughs) And it had three new Sammy songs on it. Um it's about time, up for breakfast, and learning to see. Yeah. And all three of these songs are great. In my opinion, they're yeah, better than like anything for on three. Is really Sorry. Cool. Huh? I think they're better than anything oh, on three. Yeah, right. I would agree. <laughs> but I mean, that's just. It's, it's yeah, samey, so come on. As much as I love Gary Sharon, and it's just. When you think of. Song, I'm talking about song quality overall. Yeah. Well, you no,
1: know. I really dug up for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, that was a great song.
0: Yeah, I think all three of them are cool. and... You know, it was cool to have it back there for a minute. Yeah, I and mean,
1: you've got Sammy, and he's he's on the song talking about equating breakfast to getting laid. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the two greatest things in the world. Right. So, I mean, come on. And Sammy knows that. Sung by one of the greatest singers in the world. Pfft, I'm sold. Here, take my money. <laughs> you
0: know? Well, about eight years passed before we got some new music from van halen and a different kind of truth came out in 2012 and kind of like i just said about everything else it starts sounds like van halen mm-hmm. and i mean i think you know i you know when this came out i read stuff people said on facebook I, you know i read reviews and i think it was more positive than negative but
1: overall it kind of it didn't have a lasting effect. I think on anybody it It, it didn't seem to I I know that uh, excuse me I I remember hearing that you know a lot of it was really old demos from back when he was in the band before
0: right which is a cool concept cool idea but at the same time
1: I don't know well who knows you know I I thought it was a pretty good record I mean you know I I like I like Tattoo I think that was a good song Um, as is Bullethead you know yeah, I didn't... I didn't... Big, I remember uh, Big River was a great song. I, I liked I, it.
0: Yeah, I didn't... Uh, when I when this came out, I listened to it, I think, one time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe twice. And I kind of just blew it off because, like you said... Look, I, I like David Lee Roth. I like all his solo stuff, for the most part. And... I love Van Halen, you know, from beginning to end. Yeah. But I still love Sammy Moore, and I just yeah. wish he was See, there. That's
1: that's and that's where it's coming from, probably. <laughs> right. So it's just the, I'm the biased same way. view. You yeah, know? I just and I admit, you know, we're biased, okay. you know. But it was a good record, yeah. and it, yeah, it seemed it seemed people didn't really give it too much of a chance, but it was all right. So yeah, it, I think they should have Michael Anthony back, which we need to talk about. How he's like the secret weapon of that band, you know? I mean, he, he's a fucking foundation. Yeah. And his background vocals, I mean, they, they can't be matched.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say about this album. That's that's the, the biggest glaring thing that's missing that yes. makes it not sound like Van Halen. Yeah. Is the fact that there's none of that. There's none of those sweet-ass background vocals. <laughs> and I mean, like you said, it's a good album. But even that, that last song, Beats Working's Cool. He like yeah. said, Big River, Out of Space, The Trouble, The Trouble With, ne- The Trouble With Never sounds just like classic Van Halen, but like I said, it was probably written during that era, so, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I mean, I don't, if you're going to replace Michael Anthony with someone, sure, you know, replace him with a family member. Now, you got three Van Halens in there, mm-hmm. but, and the, the, the kid's good, he's not a kid anymore, he's like, what, 25 by now, I think, but probably, like, yeah. um. yeah. Well, no, I mean, because I think at this point he was, like, 17. or, No, not at this point. When they started touring, when they came back with Dave in, like, 2007. Yeah. So, yeah, he's probably late 20s by now. But anyway, he's obviously got to be good. He's a fucking son of one of the greatest musicians of all time, and he learned from one of the best ever, you know? He's a Van Halen. Yeah. But... He's not fucking my client. Oh, I know. I know, man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I always bitch at people when they say that when they bitch about a guy not being there, you know, because I mm-hmm. defend a lot of bands yeah. that, that have oh, I know. <laughs> But I at the know. same time, it's like it's just one of those things that just doesn't make well, sense. Well, that's
1: why you know each band is a band to band, a case to case, yeah scenario.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the next thing, I mean that that's the end of the the 12 albums in a row, mm-hmm. and I think, like I said, I think Diver Down and maybe a little fair warning are the only, like, kind of, like, ones that are, I might never listen to ever again, full, yeah. straight through. Yeah. But, but I mean, they've but, got I a was, great catalog, and, I mean, it's you, solid, and it consistently flows. It's great.
1: Yeah, what did you just say? 12 albums? Yeah. And a couple that don't really... Yeah, I mean... That's that's a good that's a good
0: ten out of twelve great albums. I mean, saying the last two
1: are great, yeah. but I mean
0: they're good. But when you've got a, a solid seven or eight
1: great fucking albums, I know. I mean, that's something to hang your hat on, right? You know.
0: Well, can you did you ever say can you name what your favorite Van Halen song is overall?
1: Overall, yeah, I um um, uh, summer nights is it? I think it I makes... think uh, humans being. I think wow. those are probably I can't tell you those are two that are like neck and neck I don't know that one's over the other yeah I mean really and, and then it goes, just goes from there finish what you started um, anything from 5150 really I mean God it's just it's perfect
0: mine's how many say I
1: Jesus Christ and then we second have, followed we have, by we, stay frosty we ugh, fuck you we didn't talk about how many say I did we
0: well, let's go back. What do you think well, of that? <laughs> well, okay. It's the final song it, on
1: this Shrone album, 3, by the way. I heard it. I remember hearing it. And, okay, Eddie definitely needs to just stick to playing guitar.
0: Yeah, because he sings on a song, by the way. Yeah. Didn't know.
1: But at the same time, it's supposed to be a dark, you know, really just weird song. So it's like, that's it's okay anyways. It succeeds at that, it, I guess. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of does... It, set, it definitely set a mood. It's not like they were trying to make a legit, you know, conventional Van Halen song and have Eddie Van Halen sing on it. Yeah. So, it's like, whatever, you know.
0: Hey, he's Eddie Van Halen. He can do what the fuck he wants. That's on right. <laughs> and that's nothing.
1: I'm not going to say nothing too bad. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He's a genius. Yeah. Well, what are
0: your thoughts on Stay Frosty?
1: Um, I think that I never want to hear that goddamn song again. And that's a stupid <laughs> title. But, you know, it's Dave. It's, it's Dave. We'll, Perfect, yeah, right? what the fuck do you expect?
0: <laughs> well, one thing to talk about is, like, if they ever do another album, mm-hmm. obviously we hope, I'm sure both of me and you hope it's with Sammy. Yeah. Do you think they will do another uh,
1: album? I don't know. Who knows? Because um, I can't imagine they're going to go the rest of their life and not make new music. But... Well, shit, this one, though the different kind of truth was, what, five years ago already, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows. See. The, I mean, fucking Sammy's 70.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I
1: I, I know. So, I think he's
0: 70 later this year, right? Or is he uh, already?
1: I'm, he, he's close to it, so I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. He
0: looks better than me, and he's I, twice. I know. He's almost twice as old as me, and he looks better than me. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I know. We suck. Yeah.
0: Well, the one thing to bring up, I think, is... There's these rumors now because Sammy made this comment in an interview that he would love to do a tour yeah. where it was both him and David Lee Roth on tour with Van Halen, and they both did their, obviously their airs of the songs. and mm-hmm. Had Michael even, Anthony
1: back, all yeah, that shit. That's he, he even made to. a
0: comment about back and forth, which would be kind of a nightmare,
1: I think. But, you know, yeah. anyway. And he didn't even want to get paid for it. Is that what he said? Yeah, he didn't yeah. need the money. You yeah, are to do it for the fans.
0: Yeah. And see, here's the thing. For the fans and for the nostalgia and for the idea, that sounds great. But for me, I don't want to fucking see that happen. I, I agree.
1: I because agree. Because
0: one thing needs to happen. Michael Anthony, Alex Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, and that's fucking it. On stage, tour in the world. And that's all I want to see. <laughs> yep. Why? Because Sammy Hagar at 70 is still better than most people in, at 25, yeah. and... David Lee Roth at 61 or whatever, however old he is, right now, is not good.
1: No. No, I watched some videos of him, of them playing. He's a fucking... He sounds decent. I mean, you know, and I, I don't hold these guys to the fire of, oh, they need to be able to hit every note. Right. These guys are in their 60s. They can't do that. That's fine. As long as they sound decent, you know. Whatever. But, you know, he, he's fucking doing all of his stupid little fucking moves, and he's talking dirt in between the songs and he's talking during the songs way too much. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Go back to Japan, dude. I mean, <laughs> right. seriously. And I, I just, and I think, I, I don't think that that kind of scenario will happen that we're talking about that Sammy wants because um, Eddie, Eddie and Dave's egos are way too big. They just can't handle it. Yeah, I don't you know. They can't, they can't fucking handle it. They, they it would be like them saying, okay, we give in, let's do this. And they're never going to do that. They're never going to do it. And Dave is definitely never going to do it because he knows he'd get blown off the stage every night.
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think I can see Eddie Van Halen saying, okay, let's do a tour with Sammy. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him saying, let's do a tour with both these guys. Yeah. And like you said, Dave would be smart to not do it. But I'd pay to see Dave... With uh, Steve Vai and Billy Sheenan and Greg Bissonette. Yeah. Well, that's a just, whole...
1: That's a completely <laughs> yeah. different story. I'd like to see that, too.
0: Because, you know, that was supposed to happen. Yes. And at the end of 2015, because 2016 was the 30th anniversary of Eat 'Em a Smile. hmm And it ended up getting canceled right before for some reason. That's right. And they haven't rescheduled them. And its it's another thing. I mean, sure, he's probably going to be cheesy, but just to see that band...
1: It'd be unbelievable, you know. Yeah, it would. I mean, it it really would. I I don't know that we're gonna get to, but yeah, man, that would be something.
0: But I am full. I'm fully convinced we'll see Van Halen on stage with Sammy Hagar. Really? Yeah, I really think it's gonna happen with Michael Anthony, and I think it's gonna be sooner than later because, you know, we all know Wolfgang's off doing his thing right now, and I just they've made their nice niceties and stuff in the past year. We talked about that before. Where you know he, Sammy tweeted Eddie and said happy birthday, and then he responded, and from there they
1: supposedly talked or something. And
0: oh, hey, I'm just saying it. It happened. And well,
1: you know that Michael Anthony and Alex Van Halen talked on the phone.
0: Yeah, okay, that's yeah. what it was. They talked. Yeah,
1: not too long ago. Yeah, they didn't talk anything about music, just how each other was doing. So right, that's something we'll see.
0: So yeah, I just I imagine that's going to happen, and I will
1: I will drive for it. Oh yeah, I will too. I'd, I I would. I'd go. I drive quite a ways for that.
0: Yeah, because it's been since I, we saw that lineup in '96. Yeah, in Oklahoma City, with Skid Row opening. Yep. One of their final shows with Sebastian.
1: Yeah. Yep, and that was a great show.
0: Yeah. We did it, 133 songs from Van Halen, <laughs> including "Stay
1: Frosty." It was tough. Yeah. Old "Stay Frosty" was tough, but I did it.
0: Yeah. But overall, with 133 songs, if there's only two or three that were tough,
1: I think that's a great name. Yeah, for. yeah, it's not doing bad at all.
0: There you go, Van Halen, Every Album in a Row. If you like that kind of thing, we've done it many other times. We've done stuff where we've had guests with us on it. Yeah. We had CJ from Grind join us for the Kiss Every Album in a Row, which was a monster one. No pun intended, for Kiss's Greatest Album Monster.
1: <laughs> that yeah. was that was quite uh, an undertaking
0: And then we had Brandon from Driver join us for Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Did we have any guests on any
1: other ones? I'm forgetting something. No, I don't think so. That must be the
0: only guest so far. Yeah. yeah. And then we've done ones on Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera, Motley Crue, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses.
1: Hmm. What am I forgetting? Air Supply. Yeah, Air Supply. That was a good one, bro. Yeah. Dishwalla. Oh, my God. Love that band.
0: And then, of course, we did all three of the Hungers albums. The Hunger, man, they're back. Houston's own.
1: Jesus Christ. You're not even
0: going to comment on The Hunger? We saw them open
1: for Kiss. Vanishing Cream. That's right. (laughs) Look it up, people. Look it up. You'll remember it. It got played on the radio in the 90s. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyways. That band I'm not joking when I say this, that band was ahead of their time. Yeah. With their sound, I believe. They just came out at a little bit of a wrong time, I think. But anyway. If they'd came out earlier or later.
1: They would have hit. Yeah, it would have been something.
0: But so yeah, like we mentioned, if you like that kind of thing, go check those out. There's several on YouTube. There's also several on the podcast now as well. That's right. We also did Alice and Chains. I forgot to yes. mention that one. Yeah. And we've been in talks, we've mentioned on here several times, we mentioned it recently, whenever Jason Carroll was on the show a couple episodes ago, that we have plans to do an Iron Maiden every album in a row with Jason Carroll as the guest.
1: Yeah. That's going to happen yeah. one of these days.
0: And we've thrown out ideas for stuff like Def Leppard and Aerosmith and Faith No More. Tesla,
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah, we said that.
0: Yeah. I've always wanted to do Black Sabbath where we go through everything, you know, all the non aussie stuff. Just be so cool.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, I have to be, I have to get ready for that. (laughs) But anyway, yeah,
0: there you go. That's, that pretty much
1: sums this whole thing up, right? That's right. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We should point out that you should check out thethunderunderground.com. Yes. Everything's on there. You can find all our socials where you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At you at the Thunder Underground on YouTube. Follow, subscribe. We've got a ton of videos on there where we review concerts, songs, albums. We've got, you know, some of the old podcasts up on there as well. You can find every episode of the podcast on SoundCloud. You can also listen on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can hear us on 1027 WSNR every Monday at seven PM Central. And I think that's all of it. That's right. All the socials for the most part, right?
1: Yeah. Pretty much all the stuff, all the things. Yeah. You know the things.
0: Yeah. Follow us. You won't miss things like Vivian Campbell, Night Demon,
1: Jason Carroll, <laughs> Marquee um, names.
0: Yes. Who else has been on this podcast? Candlebox, Megadeth, Saxon, Black Star Writers, Warrant, Battlecross, Kiss. Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulick. That's right. We've also had on guys from Seven Dust, Shine Down, Saving Abel. We've had on Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys, which we still to this day say is one of the greatest ones of all. Night, one of the nicest guys you'll yeah. ever meet. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. That is the truth. We've also had on L.A. Guns. We've had on Frank Hannon from Tesla a ton of other bands so just go back dig through all that check out these 226 previous episodes and comment like and share that helps alright we'll quit rambling now until next time
1: Thunder Underground y'all